Hi, this is Jalen for Dobbs, where tire buying is easy. At GoToDobbs.com, shop brands, sizes, pricing, and our amazing deals. With 40-plus locations, get same-day install. For tires, it's Dobbs. For deals you can use, click on GoToDobbs.com now. Time now for the balloon party on the Tim McKernan Podcast. Presented by Dobbs Tire and Auto Centers on 101 ESPN. Yes, yes. I bet the audience would never guess that I'm multitasking right now, but I'm taking one of those calls from my email to yeah. like validate me. Yeah, I get. I luckily get a text for those, but uh, yeah, it's a. It's, it's the only a phone calls I get. Yeah, it's from my email. I'm a phone call guy in. though. You're a what? Phone call guy. Over text. I like phone calls. Better. Is that your generation? We had this discussion with Alexa Dat. She yeah. was leaving. Right, right. We were coming in. So twenty somethings FaceTime. Yeah. 30-somethings and 40-somethings text. Right, which is, I feel like that's like the inverse of what people might think. But If I see a FaceTime pop up, I go, oh, somebody butt-dialed me. That's right. what I assume. Right. And then if it happens again, I go, okay, this mother effer. Yeah. Stop it. Yeah. It goes to the point where we don't even do group chats sometimes. We do group FaceTimes. Just to, you and your buddies. Were you doing that last night during the Missouri-Texas A&M game? No, I was at Chaffetz Arena. Look at you. Billikens, Billikens, rah, rah, rah. Yep. Were you cheering on Kim English or the Billikens? I was rooting for the Billikens to win, but to Kim English to have a good game coaching. I think both Sounds were accomplished. Like you're for George Mason. That's my read. No, Do not at all. Ones. You can text in right now, 314-399-9646. I, I thought Kimmy coached a great game, and, but, uh, and Travis Ford, boy, was he... He was Tossed. upset. Yeah, that was uh, insane. But it was a great game. The so you weren't Tiger... watching Missouri and throwing things? Uh, I had it on my phone, but every time so I had it on... you went to a St. Louis U game to watch Missouri on television? Uh, I had it on my phone while I was watching simultaneously, and I realized I don't like doing that because I couldn't focus on either. And every time I was watching Mizzou, they would play poorly, so I just turned it off and focused on the slew game. It was great to see a win. Didn't like the uniforms for SLU last night, but that's neither here nor there. What was the deal with the uniforms? They were in these gray ones uh, with the Billiken logo in the middle instead of saying like St. Louis on it. I, I, I just like, I think their white uniforms are beautiful. Okay. And their blue ones. And you're a big uniform guy. I, I might be the biggest uniform guy wow. in town. I don't know anyone who. Of dives all the deeper. uniforms in St. Louis area sports. So we extend west to Columbia, Missouri. We extend east to Champaign, Illinois. What is the best? And what is the worst? Go. Cardinals home is the best. Most classic, incredible. Uh, the worst is the Missouri Tigers yellow basketball uniform. Which is a play on the Missouri Tigers yellow football jersey that they wore, I believe, against Florida in 2013 and against Georgia in 2012, a.k.a. the Bumblebees. Yeah, they, the ones that they wore, they wear every year for the Bragg and Rights game. It looks like practice uniforms, and they're awful. Mm-hmm. Don't like those. I like all the other Missouri Tiger uniforms with the best, undoubtedly, Cardinal home uniform. All right, there it is. Given his official, official, official uniform review and summary of Missouri's defeat last night at Texas A&M, which was an incredibly bizarre basketball game in which they fell behind by like 21. I go upstairs, put one of my sons to bed, and I'm like, eh. It's going to happen. This is going to happen over the course of a college basketball season. Even teams that win the national championship will have one or two where you go, wow, what the hell happened there? Yeah. It happens. Yep. So then I come back downstairs, and they're down 12 points. I go, oh, this is interesting. Then it's 10 points. And then all of a sudden, it's four points. And then they wind up losing by, 18. what, 32,000. <laughs> what in the hell happened? Yeah. I know I can't ask you because you were 
I got just home. watching Kim English move up and down the sideline. I got home, so I started rewatching right when we left the slow game. It was about ten minutes when they cut it to four. As soon as I got on to watch, they, they texted A&M went up six. It was perfect. But uh, I got home and watched the last ten minutes and couldn't hit from outside. And you know, defensively, they couldn't match up well with Texas A&M. And you get out rebounded. That's going to happen pretty much every game for Mizzou. And they get in foul trouble. Des Moines Hodge only had ten points. It just it was it was the game was in the cards for Missouri. If they would have won that, that would have been a steal game. That would have been an absolute steal. I don't understand though how you can close it to four and then still wind up losing by nearly the biggest deficit of the game yet again. That's a, that's a <laughs> phenomenon. They got it to four, ten minutes left, and then they wound up losing by nearly what they were losing by at their biggest deficit. You're welcome to get involved on the program. No guest today. So it's a free-for-all. Yeah. I haven't had a free-for-all in a while. It's been a while. I'm a little dangerous on a free-for-all. You know, I had, we did a sound story with a gentleman. I don't know if he would want his name out there, but uh, his name was Rick. His first name was Rick, so I won't give the full name. And we were walking out after we did the sound story. If you're interested in a sound story, mysoundstory.com. And you can hate me plenty. Don't worry. There are like 10 other people here at Hubbard Radio you can uh, do them with, mysoundstory.com. And, uh, and he said, you know, I really like when you do like the deep dives in the stories. And I said, oh, I'm happy to do it. I don't really have anything to hide. So, you know, whatever you want to hear about, put in the request. Uh, so I guess we've done some deep dives on the Rams oh, leaving yeah. saga. Yeah. But whether it be a Cardinal season, a Blues season, a Missouri season, those are things that I was closest to or am closest to. So I can speak to those and maybe give you something behind the scenes. Hell, I don't know. Now, I'll never violate the Omerta, right. like talking about, you know, who's sleeping with who or any of that stuff. Right, right, right. But. As far as deep dives, I mean, t- t- today could be a deep dive day if one comes in and it sparks, it sparks what you have described as the original beautiful mind. I was literally pre, just about to say pre Russell Crowe. I was just about to say a beautiful mind, but really the the word I'm looking for is the beautiful mind. That's correct. Mind. That's exactly right. I'm glad you said that. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's see what we got here. We got the little piddles knee jerk reaction summit. <laughs> exactly. That's what we have. I mean, that should be the headline, really. I got a request already. Uh, morning, guys. There's something I would love for you to discuss. The Ooh. blues crowd work. I personally can't stand singing Country Road and that damn power play th- song thoughts. Sure, I'll get into it. The Country Road thing is confusing to me. I think it's cool. I think it's really cool that you have the whole stadium singing, but I just don't. So the, your core issue is it's a West Virginia song and it has nothing to do with St. Louis metropolitan area. Is that your issue? When you say it's confusing to you, is that what you mean? Yeah, I actually, I've heard that stories... How many Blues games have you been to in the last calendar year? Two. Okay. Uh, uh, I've heard that that song's actually about the western part of Virginia, not West Virginia. I always thought, found it interesting because huh. the, the river he mentions is in Virginia exclusively. Uh, this is, that's just a total aside. I just don't, yeah, I like that people are singing and it's a cool thing, but it has nothing to do with St. Louis in the slightest. I understand. I know it's, it's a polarizing topic. I think it actually might be more polarizing than the power play dance when I'm at games. Mm-hmm. I get the vibe that about 67 per of the people I see are doing the power play dance. Yeah, I'd say it's more than like the participation in the wave at the Cardinal game. I think the power play dance is more popular. So I uh, I would say that it's it's but the country roads thing is a polarizing topic. Mm-hmm. I don't mind it. I, I view it the same way as the wave. I right. view it the same way as say a radio show or a podcast. If I don't enjoy it, I don't have to right. partake. Yeah. So it doesn't really impact me. But people, people, for the most part, seem to enjoy a nice little sing along. Takes place in the third period. Yep. 
Yeah. And, and everybody, like not everybody, but it's loud. Like when they sing it, it's loud. And so I guess that's a cool element of it. And I don't know what other song you could pick that people would just instantly pick up on, but that song does get the people going. I could be off the mark on this. And, and unlike, say, Major League Baseball and, and the NFL, I haven't been to, I've been to a decent number of buildings in the NHL, but not nearly as many as NFL and, and Major League Baseball. That the atmosphere at a Blues game, and I'm, t- I'm talking about like a Saturday night when it's the Blackhawks, which is would be apples to oranges. But like I, Nikki Glazer was on um, the the broadcast on Tuesday night, and she was talking about man the energy in this place. This is like a sold out building on a Tuesday night. Yeah. This is, my point being, you're not going to find that at most NHL venues. Sure. So I suppose if one doesn't like country roads, the power play dance, I understand that. But overall, the atmosphere at a blues game on what would normally be kind of a down night, comparatively speaking, I'm talking about a Tuesday game. I mean, God bless Calgary and everything, but not necessarily a rival, although I'm still banty about the 86 uh, seven game series with the Flames and the Monday Night Miracle not carrying over to game seven. But I'm I'm going I'm to digress here, Jackson, that that still had a hell of an atmosphere. And you'll tune in tonight, Blues and Flames, pregame 6 p.m. right here on 101 ESPN. And I can tell you this, the atmosphere will be incredible atmosphere that most NHL buildings would not have. Yeah, I I, I totally understand what you're saying. But now, maybe I'm in the minority on this perspective, and maybe this is a bigger topic that I was aware of. It could be. I, people can text on in, 314-399-9646, if they got uh, thoughts. Oh, we're getting a million thoughts on this. Who knew? Whoever this guy was that texted it in, who, you, boy, you, I'll yeah. tell you what. Tip of the cap. Yeah. I wasn't planning on this being the deep dive, but that's the fun of Balloon Party. That's... Not only do you as the audience never know what you're going to get, you just know you're not going to like it, but we as the hosts have no idea what we're going to do. Right, and I think that comes off really authentic. No, it's organic. My wife makes me mute the TV when Country Roads comes on. It is an annoying uh, to sing Take Me Home when we were down by three goals of seven <laughs> minutes left in the third period. Yeah, there's certainly times and places where it's probably a little more awkward than others. The power play song and dance is very old and tired and needs to retire. That's from the 573. Jackson, slide into my DMs and I'll let you know the best bars in Indy to get hand play. Yours truly <laughs> That's from Caller Buzz. Uh, the power play dance is worse than Piddle's dance moves. That's from the 618. Now, to be, how could you possibly... No one's ever seen me dance. How could they know? I thought you danced by yourself at Tin Roof on Saturday That's afternoon. That's hearsay. I spent years on the road relating to country roads, take me home to my girls. That's from Cottleville, Chris. Look at that. Oh, so it means something to Sentimental. Sentimental. You're exactly right. Uh, country roads just kind of buzz, a buzzkill, especially when we are losing. So therefore... Should it only be played when the Blues are winning? What about a tie? I would say a tie or winning, but play it whenever you... I mean, like you said, if you don't really, at the end of the day, if they want to play it when they're down two or three goals, God bless. Now, I have a follow-up question for you, Tim. I am taking questions. Do you like, and we're both on the same page, that we are a fan of Timmy Trumpet's song, uh, Narco. Do you like that Mizzou, before every tip-off and then on every third down at the football games, play Timmy Trumpet's Narco? Um, I, I, I'm not going to limit it to Missouri. I think at this point it's overplayed and it was something, it was, a. it was, I think we'll look back on 2022 and Timmy Trumpet the same way we look back on 2000 and who let the dogs out. Ah, okay. See Fair what I'm enough. saying on that? Narco still gets me fired up. I still love it before every tip off. I think it's great. 
I think you'll regret that statement in a year. I've regretted a lot of things I've said in my life, but... Uh, what about on this show? What do you regret the most? Oh, my God. Attacking everybody who lives in a 618 area code? Yeah. Uh, singing uh, Take Me Out to the Ball Game on opening day, which I felt secured the Cardinals Central. Startling moment in this radio station's history. Uh, trying to pronounce the name of those hockey guys. That was uh, that went poorly for startling me. Startling moment for everybody. Yeah, that one. Uh, I wish I could have that one back. Especially, I, and something I didn't say would have really, that was really uh, would have got me in trouble with uh, the hockey fans when you said it's a long A on Mario Lemieux, and I almost said Mario Lemieux. That would have been it. <laughs> yeah, two, like, two weeks in. Would have just walked in and said, "All right, boys, back down to HD two. That'll wrap it up." If people are upset at the power play dance and country roads, maybe get over it. They are both fun, and they are such minor things that it doesn't matter. Let people have fun. Five, seven, three. Yeah, I kind of have the laissez-faire approach too. Right. I'm not going. I don't like... really. You know, it, it, it's it's neither here nor there. Here is here is and and tell me what the, what you would describe this as. The wave at a cardinal game does not bother me. I'm I'm unlikely to participate, not out of anger, just out of ah, what oh here's this thing I'm not really paying attention to it going around the, the building. What does bother me though is the wave starter in my section, who oftentimes gets belligerent if everyone does not participate in the wave with him. Furthermore. Nine out of ten times, he's topless with a BMI circling around 35 or above, and it's just a whole thing. So, so the wave in and of itself, fine, does not it does not impact me in any capacity. The belligerent wave starter, nah, that's where I am. Jackson, thoughts? I strongly dislike both the wave starter guy and the wave. But itself. how does the wave impact you? It doesn't. I think it impacts. I think it's distracting for everybody involved, especially on the field. If your team's at bat, and you have the wave going on in the outfield. God, I, think, I just can't imagine that's the case. I can't. I, I would uh, assume that pro baseball players can get over that. But why, if you're down runs, why would you try to in any way impede your team's ability to score? But more less than that, it's just silly. Like it's it. I get it. Baseball isn't necessarily the most exhilarating sport. So doing wow, something, Jackson hates baseball. Yeah, three one four three nine 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 six four six. Real controversial take I had there. Stop the press. Alert the presses. Um, but. I think that the wave, and especially the wave star guy, because that's really his moment. This Piddles is... can't even see the wave. He's dancing in his daddy's suite. That's from the 618. That is a good point. I mean, you aren't in that there. That was a terrible point. That was a terrible, terrible point. Just because you don't go blind when you start dancing, it improves my vision. <sighs> the wave is it. dumb. It's even dumber when they do it before the seventh inning. That's yeah. from the 309. I, I totally agree. I think the wave is silly. Tim, you didn't have to bring weight into it with regards to the wave starter, but I'm glad you did. Thanks. I concur. It's from the 314. Thank you. If you're giving away tickets, I'd give them to you. The best, too, is when they, has a, they have a buddy and then it becomes a two-pronged. It's... And, and, and it becomes, without question, their moment. Yeah. And by that, I mean, this is it. From every point forward, it will be always looking back up at that moment as to whether or not we were able to start the wave against the Pirates in May on a Wednesday night. <laughs> yeah, yeah, couldn't agree more, Tim. Uh, you can text it. We're doing deep dives. I, where do you want to go? I, I had no idea. I just looked in the text inbox. I happened to see the thing about Country Roads and the Power Play Dance. Yeah. We tackled the topic. We tackled topics on Balloon Party. Yeah. We ain't scared. Yeah, this is like radio horse. You throw out the topic and we'll just we'll we'll knock down the what shots. Do you want? 
anything. Yeah. It's a, it's, it's, a, it's a Sadie Hawkins of epic proportions here on HD1 radio. It might be the first Sadie Hawkins in HD1 history because they go on daily on HD2. Only one that matters. 314-399-9646. It's the Air Comfort Service text line. And uh, plus we have the Lil Piddles Knee Jerk Reaction Summit. Clearly abandoning an attempt at alliteration today yeah. as a potpourri of consonants are used. Uh, text in your request for deep dives. I'll go wherever. Maybe maybe you want Jackson to do a deep dive. Maybe yeah, I'm ready. Dive. I'm like ready. Like the Ledoux 2014 season. It's a good year. Yeah. Beat Chaminade District Championship. See, we, might, we might get that. Who knows what you're going to get. We certainly don't. It's Balloon Party, 101 ESPN. We're right back to the Balloon Party on the Tim McKernan Podcast. Presented by Dobbs Tire and Auto Centers on 101 ESPN. Welcome back, Balloon Party 101 ESPN. The people are coming through. They I always do. I, I do. Munganess is the title sponsor of the show. I've been saying the Ryan Kelly Morning After since 2004. Well, he's been the title sponsor of the uh, Ryan Kelly Morning After since like 2013, I think. 12? Well, either way. I got to say, Balloon Party, driven by Munganest. And I'm Absolutely. a Munganest client, too. Got my new whip. Whip, 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 whip. Uh, today, we have no guests. JR is going to join us tomorrow. Yeah, 10.15 tomorrow. Uh, since uh, we are off on Monday. And um, that's when he usually would join us. So he'll uh, join us tomorrow following tonight's Blues and Flames fun and games. And then the Blues and the Lightning at uh, Saturday. I, I, I want to tell this story um, I know I told it on TMA and I posted it on the TMA fan page, but I recognize Jackson, the Venn diagram. Let me ask you this. The Venn diagram of TMA listeners and balloon party listeners. What is the percentage of overlap? Go. I enjoy uh, arbitrary percentages. Uh, 18 to 22%. God, I think that's right. I was going to say 20%. I mean, yeah. you really, you're really dialed in right yeah, now. I'm locked you know in you're today. hitting your seven iron 175 to 176. This is mid-season piddles. Wow. I am excited about you. I'm more excited about me, but I'm excited about you. So this is uh, for Blues fans and also just fans of humanity, really. So I uh, here at Hubbard Radio, we have lost Jeff Burton uh, in August. And uh, even though he wasn't a regular uh, employee of Hubbard Radio, he was a part of TMA and St. Louis Sports Talk Radio since its inception with Jay Randolph Jr. in November, and I lost a friend of mine, and he was a friend of many, and I'm not saying that just because he passed, but he wasn't on the radio, in uh, Leon Williams. Leon passed away suddenly, young man, 44, um, on January 2nd. It's absolutely heartbreaking. He has a wife, Katie, a 12-year-old son, Landon, 8-year-old daughter, Keely, and they are truly wonderful people. And Leon was as engaging and friendly and entertaining of a person you'll find. He happened to sell advertising years ago at KFNS, uh, right really kind of when I was first starting out. And then I got to know him uh, more as we reconvened and uh, over the last few years. And just a great guy. So his son's a hockey player. And courtesy of the Blues which is whether this was the blue station or not, because obviously I'm down the hallway doing nitwit stuff from 7 to 10 anyway, so it's not like I'm kissing any ass here. I'm just telling you the way it is. I've observed the way the Blues handle business like this, and hockey players in general. I've been observing this for more than half of my life, even though I couldn't skate 20 yards right now. Usually have a certain 
element of class and selflessness that I usually don't see from other sports as far as that's not to say that all people are good or all people are bad, but a higher percentage in hockey. And I don't know why I had Kelly chase on uh, my podcast one time and he uh, explained it this way. He said, our game has a way of weeding out the a-holes. <laughs> that's uh, as, as concise as I can be with it. And for those of you who play the game, you might know the reason why feel free to text it in three, one, four, three, nine, 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 six, four, six. It probably explains why I don't play. But uh, so the Blues invite Landon, 12 years old, to come to the game because they know what happened with his father passing away. And he gets a chance to meet Ryan O'Reilly before the game. And again, this is Tuesday night against the Flames. He gets a chance to meet Robert Thomas before the game. And Robert Thomas tells him, I'm going to try to get one for you tonight. Now, if you can recall, less than 48 hours ago in the third period, it looked like Robert Thomas may have had the game winner, but as Craig Berube said, uh, he knew that the play was likely to be overturned and it ruled off sides, and it was. So Thomas then has to go back to the well. They go to overtime, and sure enough, Falk, Cairo, Thomas, bang, how do you do? Incredible. So Thomas, after the game, finds Landon and says, I told you I would get one. I told you I would get one. Mm. And so for a 12-year-old boy who worships the game and the people who play it, for Robert Thomas and the Blues to make that possible, and Robert Thomas to go out of his way after he scores the game-winning goal, to go find him and say that in the midst of the hell that they have been living through, uh, to do that will be a moment he will remember for the rest of his life. Furthermore, fun fact for no and tell, and I wasn't aware of this until I was texting with some friends yesterday. Uh, when you have a one-year-old Jackson, and I know you don't, at least not one that you're aware of, you are out of the loop socially. Sure, sure. I can understand that. Also, when you're as abrasive as me, you're out of the loop yeah. socially. And so a group of about 75 people went to Landon's game this past Friday. He plays at Kirkwood, and they just wanted to show support because his dad's funeral was the next day. Hmm. Late in the game... Um, his team's down and intercepts puck, takes it in, beats the goalie five hole. And the place, I have the video, oh, erupts. Yeah, incredible. Erupts. Absolutely incredible. And you can see the opposition. You know, these are 12-year-olds playing hockey. You can see the opposition. They immediately give him a stick tap with seconds left in the game, a game his team would wind up losing 4-1. to one. The other team calls a timeout, tapes up the puck, and gives it to gives him the game puck and says, hockey is family. Ugh, How about that? It's just incredible. Absolutely incredible. So even though I didn't play the game, and even though I certainly grew up more of a baseball fan than a hockey fan, I have a great appreciation for the culture of the game, whether it be at the level of a guy like Robert Thomas and Ryan O'Reilly and the St. Louis Blues, all the way down to the young people who play it and, uh, and the, the parents and coaches who sacrifice their time to coach it. So I wanted to share that anecdote. That's a great story, Tim. And it's just another example of sports bringing people together, hockey bringing people together. It's uh, it's an incredible, incredible story. And uh, shout out to the Blues, Robert Thomas, and everybody involved because that's yeah. just incredible. So uh, to Landon and uh, Katie and Keeley and everybody who is a friend of Leon's, and I'm talking to a lot of people here, the, what has gone on is people rallying to support shows just how much people loved your husband and your father. He was an absolute great. I cannot say that enough. All right, we got a deep dive 
uh, here. Way to go, guys. You got me crying this morning. What was that? I, I didn't. It wasn't. I didn't say it. You know what? Let, let me, let's anger people in the first segment. Let's make them cry in the second segment. You know, like Jim Valvano's exactly. speech. Exactly. Exactly. What we have to do next? Make them pray. Is that what Jimmy V said? Laugh, I believe. Wasn't Laugh. It? Well, we're not going to be successful doing that. Well, your Sports Center update's coming up. It can be an unintentional comedy. Right I in believe. the ribs, Tim. That's right. where that hit me. Right well, I know in the you're going to be like, yeah, take a look at what took place last night in the league, in the association. <laughs> That's what, maybe I'll just say exactly that. I there, this is a good deep dive request. This is a good deep dive request. Hmm. I haven't really talked about this, and it's and, and I got to be honest. Furthermore, I know nothing about it, so it'll be coming from a place of complete. But I know people talk about it. Deep dive on the Cardinals' new television broadcaster this person gives their opinion of who it's going to be wants to know who i think i shall give my thoughts i will give you who i think it's going to be and by the way comes with absolutely no information this person might have withdrawn from it (laughs) right right so i will speculation 100 percent yeah 100 percent so i will that's that's a request on a deep dive i feel like it's a topic people want to discuss perhaps people you know avoid talking about it i don't know um so you know, and I text with uh, the great Dan McLaughlin. You know, we're both, as we would say, when he would be on the show, usually on Thursdays, as yep. a matter of fact. Yep. Um, you know, he, we've known each other since the 80s, both going to St. Gabriel's. And I feel like, and I've told him this, and I think, I think, I think he's sensing this, that in what, considering the set of circumstances, what a wonderful thing Considering the set of circumstances, I want to reemphasize that, that I get the sense that 90 plus percent of people are supportive and pulling for him Mm -hmm. as opposed to a schadenfreude festival. You see what I'm saying? Yeah, I totally agree. So I want to make sure I establish that on the front end. Um, And that speaks to the job he did and the way that he carried himself. Yeah. Um, because uh, people are pulling for him, despite what has happened. So people want that deep dive. I'll, I'll this is straight opinion. There's no storytelling because it's straight opinion. We'll see what people say, what people think. We'll do that on the other side of the break. This is Balloon Party on 101 ESPN. We're right back to the Balloon Party on the Tim McKernan Podcast, presented by Dobbs Tire and Auto Centers on 101 ESPN. Welcome back, Balloon Party 101 ESPN. Tim McKernan, Action Jackson with you. It's the People's Show today. As we say to the people, you want a deep dive? Just give us the topic. We'll dive in. Segment one, the people wanted to talk about country roads and the power play dance. Didn't plan on talking about it, but the people wanted it. We gave it to them. Segment two, told a little story. And in the in the break, I got a, a direct message on the Twitter tweets. I'm on uh, I'm there as T. McKernan. If you want to see pictures from the story I told uh, with Landon and Robert Thomas and Landon and Ryan O'Reilly and Landon uh, greeting the boys as they head out on the ice, uh, that's on my uh, Twitter feed at T. McKernan. I really don't do a whole lot of tweeting to be to be transparent with you outside of the um, LSU mom at the White House in 2019. Is that 2020? 2019? Uh, 2020? 2020, yeah. Yeah. That's my gif. It's my go-to gif. It's a good gif. Uh, if you ever want to search it and use it, search "get the gat." <laughs> um, but yeah, that's where I uh, that's where I uh, that's where I tweeted that, and then I got a direct message from a big uh, operation here, Bleacher Report, Open Ice. Ooh! And they want to uh, they want to tell that story, and they asked for permission to use the uh, 
to use the images. Go for it, man. Tell the story. It's a great story. It's a tribute to the Blues and a tribute to the Williams family. That Thomas, was. O'Reilly, all those guys. That's awesome. That's so that's really a great awesome. thing. So I guess they're locked in on Balloon Party. Who uh, Who is it? Who's well, calling it's next? it's a North American broadcast phenomenon. That's the way I've described it when advertisers line up to sponsor the Lil Piddles. What is today? Uh, don't play coy with us. We all know it's the knee-jerk reaction summit. And, That's right. And Q3, we're looking to make our Western European we're, we're push. We're going to skip. We're going to have a bad first half of the year, and then we're focused on Q3. A Western European That's our push. fiscal model here. Yeah. But the people said the following. They wanted a deep dive on, and I've lost it, gotten a lot of text today. But the question was, I'd like to hear your guys' thoughts on the Cardinal broadcast uh, and who will be taking over. So I've got a couple of thoughts on this, Jackson. First off, who do you think is going to get it? I, I really wish... Because I don't want to give my answer, and then you'll go, yeah, I agree. Piss off. You're not getting my answer. Get your own answer. I don't have... I don't... I, I truly don't... I don't know. I don't know how anyone could, like, truly formulate something. I don't know. I I'm going to no give idea. you the answer. Okay. So you, when you say you don't know how anybody... Well, I'm going to tell you how. All right. I have intuition that I have decided is second to none in the world. Now, does that come off as arrogant? The key word there is I have decided. And no, I don't think it does. I don't see right, how it I could. Agree. Thank you. You bet. Here is the guy. Aaron Goldsmith. Do you know who he is? I do not. Okay. Honesty and media. I'm dead serious. Not I haven't as you might imagine, it's not like anybody's talking to me about it. And and and, and he might be he might have just signed like a ten year deal with the Mariners for all I know. So you somebody might text that in you know, a link to that article and I'll go, okay. Let's move on to another topic. Let's do this little <laughs> piddle summit or whatever the hell it is. But uh, Aaron Goldsmith, I believe, is on the number two broadcast team at Fox. And he has been with the Mariners for 10 years. I didn't recall this, but it turns out he interned. I don't think he interned for our show specifically at KFNS, but he interned there circa 2006-ish. And so we had him on one time on TMA because he was calling the Cardinals national game that weekend. And and he goes, oh, Tim, do you remember kind of giving me your opinion on the broadcast business? And I'm like, oh, God. I, I, you know, I can't imagine it was really like an uplifting <laughs> go get them speech. Because what I'll always, anytime I talk with a younger person about getting into the business, I'll go, unless you do something special with regards to advertising, you are replaceable AF and you won't figure it out until you're about 30. And then it'll be too late for you to go and compete with other people your age and the career because you have no marketable job skills. Not to ruin your day. Not to ruin your day. You had that conversation with me about 10 years ago. Well, Here I am. <laughs> yeah, but I'm, bu- I'm buying. I bought up all the stock. And yeah, I, I know. Own I own nothing. Right I, know, I own nothing. So he was appreciative of that time. He has built a hell of a career for himself. And so he, I don't believe he is a St. Louisan, although I don't think that should be a qualifier. It seems like that oftentimes happens here. Um, and maybe that's not necessarily because the organizations do it, but because people who grew up here are more passionate about the teams and therefore know about the team. So it would stand to reason. But I believe he went to Principia. Yeah, I'm reading that right oh, now. Oh, look at you. Yeah. yeah, grew up in Wichita, Kansas. Okay. And he is in his late 30s, early 40s. I mean, my guess, do you have a number there? 39. Okay. And I would believe that if the Cardinals are really going for like a long-term broadcaster, which I thought is what Bill DeWitt third was quoted as saying, or maybe Bob Costas was quoted as saying, is that they want to get somebody who's going to be in there for, you know, 20, 30 years. Sure. 
that he would check the boxes. I also would imagine, you know, if you're calling Yankees games or something like that, no disrespect to the Mariners, but I would imagine even though the Cardinals and Mariners are both major league teams, the Mariners to the Cardinals would be... A step up. Yes. It's not necessarily a lot. And also things that people may not think much about, but travel-wise, when you are when your home base is flying out of the tip-top of the northwest portion of the United States of America, it's not optimal. Especially when you have to play every team this and year. And St. Louis might not necessarily be the most cosmopolitan place, but it is central from a travel perspective. The longest flight you're going to have is your trip to Los Angeles, I believe, or maybe Seattle. I don't know. San Fran? I think it's L.A. or Seattle. My point being, Jackson, there is my play, all right? So since you don't know who he is, then you can't do much with that opinion. Yeah, yeah I mean, I, I truly don't. And this is, for, to be clear, so clear, 100% speculation. Sure. Yeah, I just don't know enough about, like, wh- who would be in line to get the gig, who is kind of coming up. And I just, I, I only watch Cardinal games, so I can only listen to people who are calling Cardinal games. So I'm kind of, I'm going to respectfully pull myself out of the discussion. But if I asked who is going to be the next Pacers color guy on the weekends, you could probably give me a list of 10 choices. The guy who does the Hornets one has a lot. There it is. It's uh, Eric something. He has a ton of energy, and I really do like him. He says, like, hum diddly dee, and I really find that to be fun. Well, at least there's no shtick. Uh, Lisa, who's a friend of the feather, says, just turned in. Who are you talking about, please, Lisa? And she's a friend of the feather. She goes right to the top of the the air comfort service. Oh, yeah. Friend of the feather. Uh, Aaron Goldsmith is his name. A... A-R-O-N, N as in Nancy, okay, Goldsmith, mm-hmm. spelled as you would think. And to be crystal clear, I have zero idea if he's interested. I have zero idea if the Cardinals, Cardinals might already have their person. I have no idea. Yeah. But, but I'm, make, I'm making the play, and I'm going on the record with the play. What can I get paid if I get this for my predictionary, where I am shipping it, by the way? Oh, boy, I have to dust off the old predictionary. I haven't been in there in a while. Uh, I'll bet. I'm not going to bet you on this one. Tim, are you saying Jackson doesn't have a shot at the gig? That's from the Ooh. 573. Now, now have we're you talking. thrown your hat in the ring? Uh, I think they should They should know that I'm available. Uh, you know, my compact. Would you still do balloon party? Yeah, but it would be conditional. Some things would have to change. It, I, I'd have to leave. <laughs> yeah, either that, <laughs> I'm going to need way more pub, and uh, someone else has got to touch the buttons. That's that's the deal. I hope you heard that, Ryder. <laughs> Yeah, he agrees. Yeah, he well, agrees. Just, he just can't wait till 11 o'clock. That's what, <laughs> that's, that's, that's what that look on his face said. <laughs> yeah. uh, so there it is. I mean, do do with it what you want. Uh, and we got, wow, who knew? Bleacher Report uh, is listening to the show, as is Seattle Mariner fans from the 509. Is that a Seattle area, area code? I don't know my Seattle area codes. I'm a born and bred Mariner fan here. Leave our Aaron alone. This is going to get its way back to Mariner's fan pages. Uh, that is... Uh, That's a Seattle? It's uh, eastern two-thirds of the state of Washington. All right, we're going to count that. Then. Spokane, Yakima. Sure. Tim, I'd love to see Yachty take over. Thanks, that's from the 314. No, he's managing a team right now, so I don't think he he's available. He owns and manages teams. Yeah, so I don't believe he is available. Tim, do you feel like this weekend at winter warm-up maybe when they announce it? I don't know on that. I they don't said know. the end of January, did they not? They yeah. said around the end of January is when they'll be announced. Yeah. So that would be... Possibly the way it goes. And like I said, I'm just waiting on a call. Now, I said this on the podcast this week. Uh-huh. Whoever gets that job is going to be in a tough spot. Right. Right. Now, it'd be one thing, like for example, 
whenever they fire us from this show, which I think might be at 11.02 today. <laughs> Whoever gets this job will be in an incredible spot yeah, because you're real. replacing warm garbage. Yeah. But if you're replacing somebody who the vast majority of the fan base really enjoyed listening to, you are in a tough spot. I recall thinking back in 2001, 2002, when Jack Buck had called his last game. And I'm 24 at the time. I'm thinking to myself, man, whoever gets this job is going to be up against it. Right. And you know who got the job? Joel Myers. And I believe he was in that spot for a year or two. And then it was Wayne Hagen. Mm. And then it was John Rooney. Right, right. You yeah. want to be the guy who replaces the guy after the, the guy. guy. Yeah, yeah. It's like yeah, same with a coach. Who replaces? The guy. Yeah, same with a coach. Same with anybody who's like in such. Whoever replaces state. Nick Saban, have fun. Yeah, right. See what I'm saying? Hundred percent. And so that's just the spot. So whoever. So I am just because you get used to something. It's the same what reason why I think Joe Buck catches hell nationally. People are for in baseball fans. People are used to hearing a certain tone to a broadcast because it's a home broadcast. And right. all of a sudden, in the most intensely emotional moments of the year, October, the voice changes and going, Well, this guy isn't as big of a fan. He must be a fan of the Phillies. Or when Dan Kelly, uh Dan Kelly, John Kelly and Panger go away. Right. After the first round, if you're watching on television and all of a sudden you got whoever, you go. What the hell? This sucks. Yeah. Although I will say we are really fortunate with our hockey broadcasters in St. Louis, in my opinion. I agree. Big time. Big time on that. Yeah. In 2019, Doc Emmerich was still calling games, too. He was on the Stanley Cup final. I believe that was his last Stanley Cup yeah, final. I thought that. So you had everything. I yeah. mean, if the Blues would have won in the COVID year oh, yeah. without Doc Emmerich. Yeah. It just wasn't the same. I'm telling you. It's like yeah. the Dodgers won a World Series in the COVID year. Yeah. Luckily, they did have Vince Scully, though. They had Vince Scully, but I'm sure... And, and I've read some L.A. Times columns saying, yeah, I mean, they won, but it kind of has an asterisk because it was the COVID year, and I agree with that. Yeah. I would so feel the weird. same way. It'd be a weird spot if the Blues won that. Like, if they didn't win in 19, and then their only Stanley Cup was 20, it wouldn't have been the same thing. I don't know. Tim, Pierre Lebrun sucks. Thanks, 573. Yes, that's a, that's a, something that goes, that goes beyond uh, what I'm discussing right now. I know there is a large people, a number uh, who, who feel that way, Blues fans or not. Um, let's see, um, people are giving a lot of Brad, uh, well, Brad Thompson certainly mentioned, uh, Bob Carpenter. I think Brad would be the first one to say though he's more in the analyst role. Right, right. So from a play-by-play standpoint, unless they're trying out. Last night I was watching that Arkansas-Alabama game and wasn't it Jimmy Dykes and Jay Billis? Yeah. So they didn't have a play-by-play guy unless Dykes is now doing more play-by-play. I think Dykes was doing more of the, uh, of, no, I think he was doing, yeah, Billis was doing more color, Dykes was doing more, they had, maybe maybe that's the direction people were offering. Brad is, I'm not saying this because he works here, Um, he's he's one of those guys you can, you can tell he just has it. So, I, so do good. I think he could do it? Absolutely, I think he could do it. Maybe that's the direction they're going. Hell, I don't know. I'm just giving you. I'm just. I'm just throwing a dart out there. Yeah. yeah do with bro, it what I you want. Bro. You want deep dives? Fine. I'll give you deep dives. There you go. All right. I'll do one more deep dive, and then we got BK and Ferrario. It's Balloon Party 101 ESPN. We're right back to the Balloon Party on the Tim McKernan Podcast, presented by Dobbs Tire and Auto Centers on 101 ESPN. Back, final segment of Balloon Party, driven by Munganass, St. Louis Acura, Alton Toyota, the great Jamie Burkhardt, Clayton Patterson, Peter Munganass, that's where I got my car. Recommend you get your car, and even if you get your car from there, get it serviced at St. Louis Acura, Munganass, St. Louis Acura, Alton 
Toyota. Um, this is uh, some breaking news uh, for NFL playoff news. If a neutral side AFC championship game is played between Buffalo and Kansas City, it will be played where? This news just came out. I don't think you know, so I can tell you don't by your facial reaction. Can I get one hint? Is it, is it an NFL city? I do not want to answer that question. Las Vegas. So you guessed an NFL city? Yeah. Okay. It's a good guess, but it's not the right answer. Huh. Um, wow. San Antonio. San Antonio. Well, I know that they've you know talked about expansion there before. Oh, I mean, Jerry Jones is commissioner by default, and he wouldn't let that happen. That's fair. Uh, it will be in Atlanta. Okay. At uh, Mercedes-Benz yep. Stadium? Where the Fighting Tigers will take on Nick Saban in 11 months. Yeah. That, I guess that makes sense. That's No one gets a real advantage playing in Atlanta, and it's warmer, so you don't have to worry about it, and it's indoors. Yeah. Yeah, I, I, that makes sense to me. So that would be where the Chiefs and Bills game, percentage that it will be the Chiefs and Bills go. Uh, it's 40%. I'm going to take the over on that. Okay. Just, there's too many variables for me to say anything over 50. Bills, you're going to have to deal with the Bengals. Yep. And that's no, that's, that's nothing. But as you know, the value play in the AFC is the Chargers. Chargers. Even, even though, though you're on the Jaguars and we Jags. have a $20 bet. Yeah, Saturday's going to be nice. That, that I finally Venmo you 20? It's it's so much more about the money and so much more about like regaining some semblance of my dignity back. And I think it's going to be great. It's going to be huge. So you will be sitting at home on Saturday night watching the Jacksonville Jaguars and Los Angeles Chargers of San Diego. I will be in the wonderful city of Indianapolis, Indiana. Wow, look at you, traveling man. Yep. Got a little lady friend. No, it's uh, me and my brother are going, and uh, we're, at that time we'll be watching the Pacers and Grizzlies take battle. Do battle? So you are traveling to uh, do. Uh, you're traveling to Indianapolis to watch the Pacers and Grizzlies? Uh, Saturday night. Friday night will be at Butler versus Villanova. Look at you. Yeah, and just enjoying some time. Uh, yeah, we're going to try to do this once a year. Uh, we'll go to a different NBA city and watch a game. Me and my brother. Where are you going next year? Uh, so many options close. Chicago, Oklahoma City, Memphis, um, but uh, Milwaukee maybe. I'm open to anything, really. Okay, fair enough. More likely St. Louis gets an NBA team or an NFL team. Go. NBA. I don't think the NFL wants any part of coming back here anymore. I would say both are hovering in the less yeah. than 1% range to be real right. straightforward with you. Yeah, the only thing is the NBA like doesn't have a like a, a beef with us, whereas the NFL might legitimately have a beef with us. Uh, do you remember the ice storm in Atlanta before Super Bowl Thirty Four? That's from the three one four. Yes, I do. I do indeed. I can't pick up Super Bowls based on numbers. I need a year. Well, I mean that's the year the Rams won. So okay, that's, that's how fair. I, that's fair. That's fair. And Super Bowl Thirty Six is the bad one. Right. Okay. Fair enough. Well, that actually does. Now, help. as far as numbers go, I have no idea that I know that one. Yeah. Other than that, I really don't know them. Yeah, exactly. I guess you could. that could be the barometer. If Super Bowl 34 was played in 2000, then you can just go off of that. You could do some math. Yeah. That is correct. Yeah. So that means the 2021 would have been 54, meaning this one will be 57. Look at you. That was essentially performing Horton Watkins algebra right here on uh, on Balloon Party. A deep dive balloon party. What a treat. Go back and podcast at Dobbs Tire and Auto Center's. 
uh, podcast is uh, how you can podcast the program anytime you want and always leave a mic drop via the 101 ESPN app. Time for us to shut it down. BK and Ferrario are up next for Action Jackson. I'm Tim McKernan. This has been Balloon Party, driven by Munganass, St. Louis Acura, Alton Toyota from the... Is it the studio? The studios aren't sponsored by anything. You want to sponsor it? The Sound Story Studios. How about that? I'll just take my own car shield. <laughs> That's what I thought it was, but I didn't see it up there when I went up there. Am I wrong? Nurse? Is it up there? Is it Car Shield? It is? Okay. It's yeah, not. we're good. Yeah. So you were wrong, weren't you? No, I was right. But were you really? Yeah, but I was like half right. Interesting. I'm going to get to the bottom of this in a, in a board meeting right after the show. Uh, anyway, BK and Ferrario are up next. For Action Jackson, I'm Tim McKernan. This has been Balloon Party Driven by Mungan S. St. Louis Act. on Twitter. You've been listening to the Balloon Party on the Tim McKernan Podcast. Presented by Dobbs Tire and Auto Centers on 101 ESPN.